I reckon there's just one religion and this sounds pretty sh- this, uh, I reckon there's just one there's only this one religion and everyone should get on with each other I'm sounding so deep on this it's not funny no that's but, but you know stuff all the war and stuff everyone kind of um, judging everyone else I don't know what I'm going to say no that's it's pretty broad and it doesn't really answer anything uh, I think it answers like nothing and everything. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. It's pretty open-ended. Yeah. <laughs> that was Rob Tucker. This is Duggett, the podcast. Bonjour, harigato. Konnichiwa. I don't even know what I'm saying, but welcome to the show. Dug it. Your daily dose of vitamin D-O-U-N-G to get you through the week. It's things I've dug, not that I'm an IT person as the surfer at the beach asked me today. Dug it. You do IT, do you? I said, no. I do other things. Not that IT is bad. It's just not what I do. Um... And today, I'm doing, not literally, but Rob Tucker on the show, the artist, the magician, not technically a magician, but it's magic what he does. Um, I like, well, he calls himself an artist painter because, again, explaining what you do can be difficult when you're an artist because it's so blasé, but he, he creates wonderful artworks that make the world a better place, that's for sure, the Paintings of beautiful chickas, uh, site out rob-tucker.com. It's, um, it's a lot of goodness on there. The, like this kind of like abstract basket still lifes, um, and he's inspired by basket among others, de Kooning, Rothko, um, quite into abstract expressionist movement from New York. He's freshly got back from uh, Berlin and London where he's been working and back to his home base, uh, which is his Devonport studio, which is an amazing studio full of just wonderful artworks and um, and this beautiful brick wall and and it's old it's an old power station, so it was really cool to check out his workspace and uh, experience the man behind the paintings and in front of them and. Um, yeah, get some insights into it, it. It it always surprises me how simple people's uh, processes to create something so wonderful. It's just work, and everyone's got the same struggles. Rob does too. The deadlines help. I think we're all the same. We're all inherently lazy. All we've all got this kind of monkey mind, and so it's like finding a purpose, a deadline, a vision, a something to something to to get so focused on that keeps you busy that keeps that monkey mind at bay so rob does it wonderfully obviously when he when he has that deadline and he has work due and um and hopefully he can give him some more work to do so check, check out his site not that he's uh in uh shorter demand his works i think uh, the piece on the wall is worth ten thousand pounds and he sells these amazing I love the large works, the gloss finish on some of them, some of them this is kind of matte and there's these wonderful like high energy still lifes with great titles and um, 
the energy behind the works kind of shows through. So hopefully enjoy the conversation as much as I enjoy Rob and his works and his uh, sense of humor. And I love the little like insight at the start there. I try and like search for those. Um, you know, what do people truly believe? <laughs> it's usually the thing they're too afraid to say. And I love how he talked about one religion. And he also talks about listening to Bob Marley music, all getting along, having a good time. So hopefully this helps you get along and have a good time too and get cracking on a little piece of art or creative work that inspires you. Just listen to an amazing Harvard Business uh, Review podcast, which makes me sound very intelligent. And... Um, and uh, this illusion we have around CEOs about them being these kind of tall, handsome, uh, perfect people who always make the right decisions and, 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 and come from these Ivy League schools and all the research is the opposite of that. It's a mix of people that come from all kinds of different backgrounds, half educated, half uneducated. And um, one of the only common elements to their success was the best CEOs make the fastest decisions, not the best decisions, but the fastest ones and move on. They're looking to the future, keep making decisions. And I noticed that's when I'm at my best, when you've got that purpose, that focus, you're making decisions. Um, a bit like I find when I paint, I'm sure Rob's the same, that you're you're just working and then good, bad, you're moving in the right direction. It's the, the indecision that is the real killer of creativity and productivity and growth. So make a decision, whatever it is, get on with it, and uh, enjoy. Here is Rob Tucker and Arthur Arbes again. What a wizard on the guitar. Jeez, that's a lethal combination, Rob and Arthur. Wouldn't that be an art show? We got it live on the podcast. So enjoy Arthur and Rob. Make sure you get Arthur's album, get a Rob painting. They go well together, like wine and dark chocolate. Bon appetito. Enjoy. do <laughs> I wish uh, stuff like uh, if uh, someone just saw you and thought you're quite a fashionably looking guy on the street and they asked you what you what you do Rob what would, uh, have you got a kind of a, a nice way to sum it up I always get embarrassed to be honest <laughs> it's like people's perception of what an artist is I can, I can imagine a lot of people just roll their eyes you know like, oh yeah sure but um, no, I say I'm an artist painter, which sounds really quite stupid, but I just try to make it as simple as possible. When you, I say, I don't say I'm, a, I'm an artist or an art because it kind of leads to many questions. So I just try and say, keep it pretty short and sweet and say I'm an artist painter. Because <laughs> when you say painter, some people just think you're a house painter and then you have to describe the whole thing too. So Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it isn't often uh, asked, I mean, obviously for everyone, but yeah, that's kind of like, that's kind of been my solution to answer, which I kind of have to like dive into it when I, when, when I say what I do, because otherwise it's just, people just ask questions out of interest and it's quite nice, but yeah, what was the like clear cut way of kind of saying what you do? Because mm. what, like there's so many variables and so many, um, so many tacks with an art. It's just letting people see your work would probably be a... Uh, kind of solve <laughs> solve that that yeah. question 
Um, what got what got you into it? Um, when I was at high school, I was just doing design. As well as that, I was just into cartoons and I don't know, kind of had an imagination like every young kid and started drawing. I mean, from from design, uh, the artist models of which I was interested in kind of led me to looking and practicing uh, painting on my bedroom floor just as a hobby with friends I mean not necessarily on my bedroom floor there but we would go out to public spaces and parks and summertime just hang out and paint so it started out real casually and informally and uh, it was very progressive as well with how I got into it what was there like were you naturally do you think naturally gifted at it or you just thought like what's the traction of what's been the traction of painting mm, I feel like it's a medium for me to express myself well um, I don't know I think you make your own talent you know I mean obviously it, it was, it's obviously been a lot of practice to kind of develop my perception of what I think looks and what I kind of try to achieve with my kind of like idea but yeah, it's just been practice and I've just been, I've got this aesthetic of kind of what I've kind of steered to and it's kind of been doing quite well for me. So it's, I've just, yeah, I just, it's, I just feel happy that I've found something that I connect with. Mm. And, and the, what, did you, after, after high school, did you just continue straight as an artist, we like this is this is a potential career, or what, what was it? Um, when did you think, geez, I could do this full time? Or initially, yeah, it was you know, it's um, initially, I, I everyone. I mean, I, I guess like a lot of people would hear that within the arts, it's there's no career in it, and it's you know, it's very challenging and. And uh, a lot of conservatives would probably say, you know, don't do it. But, um, yeah, as I was a young age and it was progressive and I think there were a lot less risk in it back then to, for it is maybe compared to someone that's a lot older, maybe with responsibilities and all that sort of thing. I don't know, it's hard to answer that question, but just, it just naturally kind of fell into place for me at that young age and people took interest of what I was doing aesthetically, I guess. And I was really excited that people were uh, supporting and purchasing my, my pictures and that kind of got me on my way to soon actually, soon, like it, it happened quite rapidly of kind of just being able to self-fund myself to generate money from my paintings to keep developing my paintings. Yeah, because so, the work is, I'll put, I'll put Rob's, website and you can look them up on you got an instagram as well or is it mainly just website it's the best place to find you yeah website and i do have instagram but the the energy of the paintings is like pretty cartoony yeah but it's got um it's got like that childlike picasso basket kind of freedom is there anyone that kind of really like doing these awesome um hockney pieces at the moment too and the pastel colors and were there any um people that kind of you you tried to emulate somewhat when I started out. Yeah, yeah, plenty. Obviously, um, you know, Basquiat was definitely like a, a lead into the 
uh, naive freedom of kind of just diving into um, found materials and uh, just experimenting and having a good time. And um, yeah, so within about two years of just practicing from uh, leaving high school, from, uh, from high school to leaving high school, was when I kind of started putting my style together and that was pretty much when I started um, I had my first solo show in the city and um, fortunately people really enjoyed it and, and purchased my work and it was, real, it was really quite an exciting buzz and uh, that was really um, that really kind of led me into thinking like right okay let's uh, invest this money in myself and kind of keep painting and keep progressing on this on this thing that I've kind of started mm. the um yeah, because you've got an amazing studio here and you've been to London, Berlin, like working around the world and got a gallery in London now as well. And um, But is there any, like managing the, the money and the galleries and the, is it, like say if you were 18 or 20 starting out again and you were you know, like a creative, uh, would there be any advice for you, for your 18, 20 year old self? Um, yeah, I mean, any advice looking back? Mm, I don't really like to live with any, with any regrets, yeah. but I don't know. It was just kind of something that just kind of gravitated and just happened. Like, for example, uh, when I had the solo exhibition, I sold a bunch of work and I made a bit of money that I could invest in myself to kind of have the time to kind of practice it as a full-time artist. And that was like my idea of investment. My, uh, fit my, I, was, I was self-sufficient fully at 19 and leaving home and uh my landlord of my flat happened to be an accountant so he was very supportive at that initial step to kind of get going and so he set me up as a business and he gave me some mentoring on that business level which was an absolute start but it was very essential and the rest of it i just kind of had the freedom and exploration to kind of make my work saying that however there were a few people here in the community in Denport such as the guys that own my studio space, of which I've still got. So it's, it's definitely a great thing, you know, having people kind of been open about, sh you know, supporting a young person that was uh, starting out and uh, opening their studio space up for me, of which I still have. I mean, that's something I'll kind of take away forever and kind of feel like I'd, I'll constantly like to repay the favour. Mm. But yeah, it's just kind of interesting. It's just kind of just, um, it's one of those things that just kind of just happened. Like, you know, you look back in a year and you're like, oh, this, this, this happened. Next mm. year, like this, this, and this happened. And it was totally uh, progressive over time to where I'm at now. And it's it's been quite a journey. What kind of keeps you excited? Is it like the process of painting and coming up with something you didn't know was going to exist? Or is it seeing something and making it a reality? Or is it just the the combination of it or what's is any particular part of the practice which is yeah exciting for you yeah there's a whole bunch of excitement and a whole bunch of fear and anxiety <laughs> but for the excitement part obviously is definitely strikes a nerve from the from from art and life that kind of like strikes a nerve that's really exciting but um 
Yeah, I, it's definitely like a my. I feel like my skill set in a way is like training my subconscious and kind of letting go and observing your hand, kind of do the working. It's more like a philosophy and that you kind of create to make your work in a way. I mean, it's very naive and very spontaneous, but that's kind of like you know these ideologies of creative process to me is kind of what forms my work. Mm-hmm. So it's just been um, yeah. I think the whole kind of like letting go and the um, training my subconscious has been quite a valuable skill set of mine yeah just been listening to napoleon hill think and grow rich have you no i haven't oh, it sounds like I need it's to. amazing it's all about um you know where do ideas and thoughts come from and in the infinite oh. universe which is your subconscious and and that's tapping into other people's subconscious and yeah you know einstein and edison and all these guys these ideas are coming from nowhere almost you know it's like they're channeling letting go of their conscious mind and just being like, yeah, you know, give me the idea. And, uh, yeah, I see that freedom in your work. You know, there's, I know at high school, there was a lot of people, real technical drawers and then, but to have that real freedom with your colors and your brushstrokes and yeah, I guess it shows it, through. Oh, cheers. I mean, I guess there's like levels of that about, it's i feel like i'm somewhat on the ground trying to take off but it's it's um it's a interesting kind of exploration anyways uh, is there anything that scares you the most that because usually like a lot of creative people you kind of got some fears which really motivate you, you know it's like the greatest people that have the biggest fears or something is there anything that kind of like Excuse the shit out of me. Yeah, is it like impending death? Is it that, you know, you might not put the work out that you could have? Is there anything that just kind of keeps you, um, keeps the fire burning? Yeah, I mean, um, I think this year, I mean, like right now, anyway, this period of time right now, I feel like it's like a, a little bit of a slump almost. Like I feel like I've just like, I just got back from Berlin last year and kind of getting back and like a little bit exhausting. Like, uh, and then kind of like, I love the studios very much, but I've been here for a long time. I feel like I'm in a bit of a slump right now. So I guess that's a bit of a fear of kind of being emotionless and, you know, flat, which isn't very good. So um, I've got a deadline of which I'm pretty inspired to kind of make. And that's kind of um, got an art fair in Toronto. That's going to be due in about two weeks time. And you'll go over to Toronto or just send the works? Sending the works. Yes. But after that, I want to go to Bali, which is a bit of a cliche spot of good times. <laughs> But yeah, I just want to go on vacation and uh, go surfing. Like New Zealand winter here sucks, in my opinion. <laughs> so I want to kind of get out. And when you work by yourself all the time as well, it kind of get a bit much. So to mix up and do something like that, I feel like I can put a spring in my step and then come back and have a bit more of a, a bit more of a pulse of energy to kind of get some work done before Christmas. Yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, but summer getaway is a good motivation. Um, any. Um any books in you know, like talking about artists like Basquiat is there any books or films or anything that's also kind of really floated your boat anything that comes to mind so I'm inspired by a lot of good stuff there's a lot of good stuff out there there's a lot of good masters and a lot of good contemporary stuff of the moment that's happening right now too um, yeah I've got a ton of books Amazon's great um, one movement maybe that I'm really inspired by is the um, abstract expressionist movement um, 1950s New York I love like um, de Kooning and um, Rothko 
and uh, what's his name? Who's that blank? Uh, uh, Gustin, Philip Gustin. They're really, really inspirational painters to me with their freedom and mm. their mood that they give off their pictures. Is there any, like if you could have one piece of art, is there any that you'd, uh, you'd hang up in the bedroom? Oh, man. Or lounge, but just any. <laughs> So hard to answer. I don't know off the top of the head. Yeah. Any New Zealand artists too that you inspired by? Yeah, or, or kind of. Yeah, there respect? is. I really love Glenn Wolfgram. He's really cool. His work's really or amazing and abstract. He's like Pacific Islander contemporary pa- um, painter, abstract. His, his paintings are kind of like pattern esque of like uh, Pacific pattern. Mm. but very um, modern and kind of architectural mm. but yeah New Zealand artworks like New Zealand art is, is fantastic I like the rawness to it and the power and like, there's a lot of like power in a lot of it mm. I love like you know the I love like um, oh my god I've just got the biggest mind blank Hodori and I like all those old kind of like like uh, top notch Kiwi painters just the dark and the moodness of it. It's just very gloomy and yeah. Nice. There's a yeah, like that that big. Um, I think the Macan panels at the Auckland Art Gallery, Macan and Hottery. The, oh yeah, the corrugated iron with the yeah. drips kind of pouring down. And, the, and there's the other one. They're, they're, they're kind of varnished ones. I think these landscapes. I think it's the whole wall, and it's yeah, so moody and mm, it's I almost like a winter's country day where you. I really there's kind of a pain in there yeah to me like mood is such a big thing like when you're gonna see like you know simple works but somewhat have a huge effect on your mood and how you feel evoking that sort of emotion to me is something that kind of like it kind of gets me off that's like something that's I find really exciting generally yeah and uh what like when you're when you're going balls to the wall for a deadline do you do you just lock yourself in here or is there any routine? Because I know it's a sporadic up and down kind of, uh, especially as like someone who's working a bit freelance myself too, it's like I got to get someone, get a deadline or get something to get me um, totally focused. And, uh, 100%. I am so lazy, I feel generally. Well, this year particularly, I am so lazy, but when there is a deadline, it feels like it's just like nonstop, which sucks. I wish I could be a lot more structured and get things done. I wish I had a better routine, but I just feel like as I'm getting older, I'm fitting this shitty cliche artist cliche. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if it gets the work out the door, though, is there um, is there any uh, something you do that's just not rational? That anything that um, because I think so many things we do, we're like, oh, we I should have this structure, I should have this thing, I should read so many books a week or you know what is it but I've got, in- got plenty of anxieties don't worry <laughs> about that I'm just the one man band in here and you know I've got to tell myself what to do so there's a lot of like shit going through my head yeah but all in all you know I've got so much freedom and I you know you just gotta I gotta remind myself of that that I've got a lot of freedom and that's a lot of you know that's to some extent some sort of wealth mm. so I just gotta like you know just think of the positive nature of it all you know like there's a lot of discipline, but at the same time, there's a lot of freedom and a lot of like 
glorification to what I do. Mm. And the the and generally, like I, my work gets a lot of joy, so that's very rewarding. And so yeah, no, I'm very humbled with uh, my career and what I'm doing. I like guess you know, it's like all come from from my shitty little head, you know. So it's it's, it's all quite it's all quite nice. And and to balance it out, like I know I was talking to Andrew Steele, like he loves to go running, and you you've like a strong swimmer and um, yeah, I've and been quite athletic, kind of like leaving school. I used to, I mean, since high school really, like played a lot of sport. I quite like the discipline and the um, you know, like the whole idea of like progression and getting things done. So I guess there's somewhat some sort of structure from that that I've kind of put uh, taken into the studio. So yeah, no, I think like a sport, you know, it's like a good way to clear the head, like going for runs like what Andrew does. Like I like to do a bit of running myself. I used to do heaps at high school. Did like quite a few half marathons and things. Yeah. And I just find like a nice robotic, like swimming, like a nice robotic thing that you can just kind of like, your, your body's in motion, you can just switch off and your mm. mind just, I don't know, it's just like, just calming. Yeah. As, as hard as it can be sometimes on your body, but you just kind of cruise or, I don't know, it's just... Endorphins are quite addictive in some extent. Yeah, it's great because leading it was uh, reading it was all about we're all chasing the same state of mind, like uh, turning off the conscious mind as being a flow state, yeah. like through swimming or painting or drugs or alcohol or dance or um, you know float tank or meditation. It was all the same. Yeah, the same headspace, which I think is uh, neat. And is there um. Anything you'd like to see in New Zealand or in the world in, in, in the next 10, 20 years? Like if you're a prime minister for a day, is there anything that's, that you'd want to see changed? Oh, there's so much stuff that needs to be changed. Firstly, <laughs> kick, kick Donald Trump off. Fucking America. I don't know, just... Um, yeah, bloody world peace, you know? World peace. Um, fair democracy, you know? Well, there'd be more love, you know. Anything, anything in New Zealand, like specific to um, New Zealand? Yeah, I wish the economy was a little bit more fair and even, rather than the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think that's probably the, the biggest one for me. Do you think you've got like a purpose, or a, is there anything that you're like, oh, you know, I'm trying to brighten up the world, or is, or is there anything you often come back to? That, that you inspired. feel is unique to you is like oh this is something I could solve or this is why I'm here mm, that's a good question or is it just working towards realising whatever that might be or yeah I think I'm working towards whatever that, whatever that could be but um, it's certainly like you know and really that sort of like a idea kind of crosses over like why am I doing this sort of thing and you'd like to kind of think how you can get it kind of get it out there to have an effect on some of on more, more people, but yeah, I'm trying to discover that one. Like, I guess a lot of people. And um, if uh, a bit left 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 field, but I remember you kind of having the lobster pinches at one of your parties back in the day, <laughs> and doing a pretty good impersonation of a crab or a lobster or something. Oh, is, there, is there a spirit animal or anything a spirit animal you identify with? Well. I kind of look like an owl because I got no lips. <laughs> <laughs> um, been nicknamed Armadillo Man. <laughs> Armadillo, that was the Armadillo, yeah. 
Oh, it was a great impersonation. Yeah, I can be pretty silly at time to time, but then also very serious. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there an outlet for the silliness? Like the, the um, I love this Tim Ferriss thing and it was just a challenge to like ask for 50 cents off a coffee or go lie down on the floor of a cafe or, um, you know, just to question all that serious structure of life or, you know, like when you have a good party, it kind of like just resets everything a little bit. For is sure. there anything that's like, is just getting out with the mates or going, I know you're going to Bonobo. Uh, mm, going to bon- Bonobo, Bonobo this, this week. Yeah. Is it the music? Is it, is there anything in particular that kind of gets you, um, gives you that freedom of mind, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think there's all those sort of things. Um, but I feel like right now my, um, just adventure is, I feel like such a cliche with these kind of answers, but I feel like, uh, you know, going and getting outside and kind of doing something is always something that's quite uh, revitalizing and good for the soul sort of thing. What's on the bucket list? Anything in particular? With travels? Yeah, or with I want to go to India and yeah. I want to get a motorbike and just motorbike travel India. Mm. and just be and just cruise. I reckon that'd be pretty fantastic and you'll just see so much. Uh, and uh, if... If your studio or your house is burning down, is there one thing you'd save out of it? Mm. Bloody heck. Probably my art books. Yeah, old art, do you like to keep... Oh, you're like all the artists. Yeah, yeah. with my books. I mean, mm. everything else is pretty pretty old and in the best way I mean that. But mm. everything's pretty... Probably my camera and my electronics and my books. Mm. The rest can burn and I'll just replace it. <laughs> and if um, if you could have dinner with a few people or buy someone, uh, say say three people, um, the ultimate kind of last supper with uh, whoever. Picasso. Picasso. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be pretty neat. And what what would be on the menu? I can some sort of like cubist chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Like really avant-garde. Yeah, very avant-garde, yeah. and I'll probably have some sort of like triangle fork. Um, yeah, I mean, so many great musicians as well. It's like I wonder, like you know, Jimi Hendrix, or mm. just dive into that question. Um, a favorite fruit or vegetable? Well. To nail it in one question, one, one um, answer is a is a tomato a fruit or a vegetable? Because it's, man, it's I love technically tomatoes. a fruit. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, Toma- if it is, if it's both, both Toma- a tomato, I love tomatoes. <laughs> tomatoes um, and toast are so good. And if uh, if if you're going to do a TED TED talk on something on on something non art related, is there any other passion outside of? Um, Painting, let's say if you weren't a painter or something, you just love to dabble in on the side and dive in with a TED talk about it. Yeah, well, or say, uh, yeah, say it's the passion or the the TED talk or whatever you do outside of painting. Probably um, city design. Yeah. <laughs> or just like urban planning. Yeah, I find that find um, how cities work pretty interesting. Yeah, draw some plans for Auckland. <laughs> yeah, well, bloody Auckland needs some plans. It's. it's bottlenecked and what have you seen in in berlin or or with city planning that you'd you'd change in new zealand would like to see 
Um, more public transport, less cars, more public spaces, more kind of like a happier people, more interactive people. Mm. Just, you know, like the, um, how a city can affect a culture and, and, and the people and essentially I reckon that is the fundamental. But yeah, I find I reckon cities are really exciting and really kind of interesting in how they work and how they affect people. Uh, again, I think it was in this book, it was we, we don't realise all the things that affect who we are. You know, that are almost invisible, like, yeah. you know, the city or the atmosphere or the, yeah. or the way, spaces. the things we can't even pick up on. Yeah, I reckon space is pretty interesting. You know, like our space and how it's made, it can almost, like, create behaviour and interaction. Mm. Yeah. And, um, and what, what's been your biggest challenge you think you've overcome? Or what was the, the toughest thing you've done? Is there anything that stands out like that was a real turning point for me? This interview. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it was. I mean, like hands down, the art has been pretty interesting because there's like there's no clear cut way of kind of forging your forging my style and kind of making it work. But along with that, I guess kind of like taking it, you know, setting up a studio in London that was pretty challenging and setting up a new system and then same as taking it to Berlin and getting a studio there and setting up a system and making work mm. of which kind of um, yeah I mean they're very challenging but very rewarding as well kind of knowing that you can kind of like take this uh, this discipline of which I've invent, uh, like developed here in Devonport in the studio and take it elsewhere that's it's been really rewarding Did you ever have someone to say like you know try something different or yeah, because yeah, you sure. get so much rejection in any creative industry, and I think a lot of people might give up when they were just that one, yeah. you know, that that one person away, or that extra gallery that they could have asked, or that email they never sent. Um, yeah. Any insights on on that kind of rejection process, or you know, not selling the work, or yeah, you know. I mean, he's obviously with a lot of good stuff. He's a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> the um with trying you know it's just like keep trying until you can kind of keep keep trying and making it better keep trying and making it better and, and, that, and like um, critiquing it and self-critiquing and hearing feedback and you know just trying to build a better perspective of how you want to forge your work and how you yeah just there's a lot of questions and things like that that kind of come along the way mm. and uh Kind of wrapping it up was uh, actually I might even record if you don't mind. Too is there any um, if you had like a billboard? It's yeah, if you had like a billboard or one message for um, for like the world. <laughs> is there anything that comes to mind, big or small? World peace. <laughs> And uh, Bob Marley, bloody, with a little spoon box underneath, playing some beautiful music. I think that's probably my message. Nice, brother. Um, and, and, and this other question, which I love, which because I think artists are, people who kind of almost explore boundaries before scientists do, or, you know, it's like, like you say, getting out of the thinking mind of what's possible. And is there any, um, on that kind of theme, any belief that you hold true which the rest of the world is 
thinks is bizarre is anything that you I believe is true that's like contrary to the rest of the world or or to the majority of people my uh, opinion um, like can be really big can be really small um, yeah I'd love to say something religious based but I feel like a lot of people hate say, me <laughs> you can say. I reckon just like I reckon there's just one religion and it sounds pretty sh- uh, I reckon there's just one there's only this one religion and everyone should get on with each other I'm sounding so deep on this it's not funny no that's beautiful but, but you know stuff all the war and stuff everyone kind of um, judging everyone else I don't know what I'm trying to say no that's it's pretty broad and it doesn't really answer anything uh, I think it answers like nothing and everything. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's pretty open ended. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's beautiful, man. A pretty like amazing work. Thanks so much for your time. Um, everyone, check out Rob's work. Is there anything that that you'd send you'd send people to? Is it just your website or? Um, yeah, website. Yeah. If you're interested to have a have a geese, my website is www.rob-tucker.com or got Instagram and that is Lord Baburdos strangely enough <laughs> but yeah that's kind of just where I have some pictures I'm in the process of updating the website but should be all good soon beautiful man well love your work it's uh you're making the world a more beautiful place that's for sure and um one small step at a time yeah but yeah try to try to try to do just that oh uh, it's inspiring so thanks so much Robbie likewise thank you very much for having me brother cheers man spot on there you have it one small step at a time one painting at a time one whatever you're doing at a time um it's uh making things better than they were before and uh but wait don't go a little uh piece of inspiration I like on the how I built this podcast how they have examples of people who have built other businesses and so I'm thinking I might throw in a little segment at the start of the show on um, things that you've decided to do which are a little bit less ordinary things you've been thinking about but you've just decided to do it whatever it is so if you've got something that's like well I can't believe I did that um, feel free to write and send in Ideally, record it as an audio on your iPhone and, um, and and send it through to me. I'd love to hear it and share it. And then, and if you've got anything else you want to share, good jokes, movie recommendations, ideally things I could maybe reshare on the podcast. But I'm always open to um, multi-million-dollar business ideas and offers of free lunch, LinkedIn free. It's got to be good. It's got to be good lunch. I'm not, I'm not eating any, just any old lunch. And, um, you know, I was even thinking uh, it could be an event that you've created or a, a product or a business or it could just be um, a, a, a travel experience. I don't know what it is. Maybe you got married. Maybe you didn't get married. Maybe that was the goal. I don't know why I'm going to marriage. Who knows? But if you share something that uh, you've done, would love to hear it, would love to share it. And thanks for listening. Any feedback, comments, reviews would be great. I'm going to be lifting. It goes without saying, too. I think I'm 
hopefully always lifting, making things better. Lifting weights, lifting, lifting energy, lifting girls in the bedrooms or the opposite. I mean, if you're a really strong girl, you could potentially be lifting a guy into a bedroom. You could be um, just lifting the vibration of the planet in general is a good thing to do. But I'm really going to try and crack the, the podcast wide open soon too. So thank you. Hope you dug it. Think less, experience more. Here is Arthur Arbiz again playing us out with the gold from his self-titled album Golds. And uh, Rob Tucker's website, show, lo- show uh, notes in the links and show notes. It's all in the on the page, man. Just just dug it. Don't it. You'll find it. Whatever you need. As long as your needs a daily dose of vitamin D-O-U-N-G, it'll be there. And if you're getting all dyslexic like me, uh, don't worry. Many successful people. Actually, uh, a higher proportion of people who are introverts or less or Asperger's, they're actually the ones that are real, the real game changers because they're, they're diff- they think different and they're less impacted by social trends. Um, that kind of thing. So if you feel like you're a bit weird, good. Embrace it. Be weird. Think less. Experience more. Be weird. Hear from you. Speak to you soon. <laughs>